Hello there, welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. We are at the Australian Open and the quarterfinals are set. Let's take a look because there are a few shocks, thrills and spills along the way. Rafael Nadal is up against Marin Cilic. Nadal has played himself into form, I think it's fair to say. Uh, he had a bit of a rocky start to his season, but he seems to be uh, progressing fine. He did drop a set to Diego Schwartzman, but Schwartzman can be a tricky player. Cilic has come through the draw pretty well. He hasn't had a, a trouble-free um, pass either. He's come through the draw under the radar, which is, I think, how he likes it. Nobody really has thought about him uh, very much. Is he going to pre present Nadal uh, any issues? I can't see Nadal losing to him, but I do see this being potentially quite uh, an up-and-down match for the pair of them. Obviously, we have our very own Kyle Edmund. He's up against Grigor Dimitrov. Dimitrov was a lot more impressive than he had been in the earlier rounds against Nick Kyrgios. He handled all the pace and uh, missile fire that Kyrgios was sending down from the other side really well. Played some good, intelligent tennis. Kyle did well against him in Brisbane, uh, especially before that ankle turn, but Dimitrov was a little bit more consistent on the day. Can Kyle guts out a win here? I'm not sure. I think he can probably take a set off him. Maybe it could go to five. I think Kyle might have to take him to five to stand a chance. Keon Chung, who, of course, put out Novak Djokovic last night. He is up against Tennis Sangren. Now, Sangren is a strange situation. Uh, prior to this, he'd never won a main draw match. He uh, is now in the quarterfinals, but unfortunately for him, he found that the uh, increase in public um, public fervor uh, tends to mean that he comes in for a lot more uh, scrutiny on what he does outside the court. Unfortunately, some of his Twitter following choices uh, and some of the things that he's chosen to retweet uh, landed him in a bit of hot water in his press conference. He did, to be fair, answer the questions about um, following controversial figures and whether or not he was a believer in the outright movement. I don't think it was a particularly convincing answer. He did come across a little defensive. Um, at times he thought it was funny uh, and laughed uh, when the questions were being posed. Um, I don't, th I mean, he's obviously entitled to his views. We all are. God knows we all um, espouse what, what we want to. However, I think what he's going to learn is if you are in the public eye, you will be held accountable for what you say, what you do, or what you are perceived to say and do. I don't think he's going to like this attention on him. And I think he's going to have to learn to live with it. He's not the only uh, player that verges towards the right uh, in terms of America, and they are not popular with huge swathes of tennis fans. That's just the way it is. Uh, I think he's going to probably feel aggrieved that his wonderful moment in the spotlight is being um, picked on, but tough, quite honestly. Let's talk about Chung instead. He out Djokovic Djokovic. He really was amazing. It was an incredibly fun match to watch. He did to Djokovic exactly what Djokovic has been doing to many, many people for many, many years. Uh, and to be fair, the man himself paid, uh, paid Chung the, the greatest of respect, called it an amazing, amazing performance and that he absolutely deserved to win. Uh, he's backed up his next-gen Milan win quite convincingly. And really, people are sort of saying, oh, out of nowhere. I wouldn't say out of nowhere, but because the focus has been on Alexander Zverev, maybe Andrei Rublev, some of the other next-gen people, people have kind of written him off. Um, I think they're going to sit up and take notes. I definitely think that Chung could take Sangren out, which I think a lot of people will be happy about. And I definitely think he is one to watch. 
Uh, one probably not to watch. I think this is our uh, this is our um, our pick for the Jigglypuff match of the day is going to be Thomas Burdish and Roger Federer. Um, Burdish was very good against Fonini. You know, it was a typical Fonini type performance where he decided that he was going. You know, that language style of his was just going to be, you know, laissez-faire. I can't see Federer losing to Burdish at all. Uh, I just don't think that Burdish has got the weapons to uh, or the variety to to match Federer. On the women's quarterfinal, uh, Karolina Pliskova dropped the first set to Barbara Stritzova last night, uh, but came through. She will face uh, Simona Halep. Halep was really impressive against Naomi Osaka. She absorbed all the pace, sent it back with uh, a lot of power and, you know, di dictated from the back of the court. I think she'll be able to handle Pliskova. Um, I think she'll be relieved that she doesn't have another little scamperer, uh, much like Lauren Davis, who um, obviously took her to that three-hour, 45-minute epic in the round before. Um, so I think Halep will come through. And if she doesn't, well, I don't think she set herself many expectations, especially after that ankle twist. I think she'll be happy with having made the quarterfinals. I think she'd love to go further. Obviously, she wants to get that elusive slam. But, you know, the ankle still is troubling her. It's not as bad as I think she originally feared. But I think she'll, she would put it into perspective and say, well, after that in the first round, you know, I've done as best as I can. Angelique Kerber, on the other hand, was on the on the brink of going out to the tricky Shesu way. It was an amazingly entertaining match. Angelique Kerber said that the, the secret to her success is being able to run and run. It really, really was. Uh, she hung on in. It was a great display of, of tenacity from the German. She faces Madison Keys, who was in dominating form against Caroline Garcia. She absolutely battered the Frenchwoman, who wasn't playing badly at all. So if Kerber can actually get on the end of Madison Key's serves and, and actually get into the points, I think it'll be a highly entertaining match. Alina Svitolina came through um, pretty easily as well. She's against Elise Mertens. That's possibly one of the bigger surprises. Mertens played the start of the season well. She wowed a lot of people at the Hopman Cup. Had a bit of a fight to get to this stage, but I can't see Svitolina losing to her. Svitolina has played herself into form. She was worried that she maybe wouldn't be ready for this, but she seems to have looked good. Caroline Wozniacki versus Carla Suarez-Navarro. Suarez-Navarro came from a set and one four down to, to come through uh, in her match. This one is going to be a long, grueling battle. This is going to take forever um, as they sort of scramble around the court. Uh, in terms of uh, taking our pick, let's see. I think Nadal, I think Dimitrov, Chung, Federer. And the women's quarterfinal, I'd say Halep because, but that, I'll be honest, that's more heart than head. Again, Kerber, probably Svitolina, probably Wozniacki, but I would suspect that Wozniacki won't go much further than the semifinals. Anyway, we will get on to the semifinals once we got past the light next two days of the quarterfinals. We will be back to have a look at what happened uh, in the next two rounds. You've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break, and I'm Roz Satar.